love you, Blue. Oh, little magic. Oh, oh yeah. Baby. We found out that, or Steph found out that Blue's real name is Magic. Oh, I didn't know that we were recording. Fun. <laughs> I was like, Robin, why are you saying this twice? There's no one else here but me. What? Who? Yeah, so guys, uh, big old shout out to the ASPCA. Woo! I'm going to go ahead and say that. ASPCA, that's where I got my son, Blue. He's a special boy. He's a special boy. Uh, His mother was a pregnant stray cat out in the streets. They found her. They fostered her. uh, And she gave birth to a litter of six, one of which was my Blue. Although, tell them what him and his brother were named. Uh, So, oh, shout out to Kenny Pickett, who is our correspondent, our music correspondent on I Will Go Ahead and Say. And Blue's uncle, um, who I'm forever connected with now because we have both two sons from the same family. Uh, he he also got a cat that same day. And I called for Blue's microchip number this week, and they couldn't find Blue and Rondo in the system anywhere. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I know, I know that I got them from you. They were like two months old, and they've got to be in there. And they were like, oh, they were two months old. Well, we would have named them something else. And, we're, and I said, okay, I sure, let's look up under Kenny's name. Kenny, they're under your name, just so you know. <laughs> um, and they were like, oh, is it Mackenzie and Magic? <laughs> oh, did you hear your own name? Yeah. And so then I was like, Kia, can you let me know which one was named Magic? <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's the tabby with the white belly. And I was like, that's my boy. Original birth name was Magic. You're a magical boy. Yeah, and it really does make me feel like I am a witch now. (laughs) Yeah, you accidentally adopted a magic cat without even realizing. Yeah, he's my little magic boy. Yeah, and then they fucking named Kenny's cat Mackenzie, which is not a a boy cat name. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a girl cat name. I will say when it's not a my good cat name period, my cat name when I got her was Heidi, and before that it was some some like weird like last name kind of like hmm. like O'Malley. <laughs> no, but it was something like Morgan or something. And okay. uh, when I set up her vet appointment, they were like, "Oh, is her name so blah blah?" And I was like, "No, no, no it's, it's not. It's, it's not." not and her original owners have emailed me a couple times being like how's Heidi and I'm like don't have the heart to tell them I changed it but how could they assume that you would keep it I don't know doesn't make any sense I mean if I adopted like a 15 year old cat yeah I'd I'd, I'd keep whatever name that guy had yeah I mean I also like rarely call the cat by its real name I usually just call it like little baby yeah I scream blue all the time, but normally I'm like, blue, stop doing that. Because <laughs> he's my son. I will say my first ever cat, Oscar, came with the name Oscar. Aww. And he looks like an Oscar so much that we just kept it like that. Oh, who loves screeches? Oscar was an ex-show cat. Oh. With a horrible temperament. He only loved me. What did he look like? He was uh, long, longer hair. Long of hair. But short, like, little paw Short hairs. of paw. He was kind of like Blue has the bottom of his face white and his belly white and his feet and legs are white. And then the rest of him was like a peachy orange. Ooh, so fancy. He was a fancy little boy. You're a fancy little prince, too. He hated everyone in the world. I miss him. Aww. And a bushy tail. Beautiful. Yeah. He was a real showstopper, that one. I do miss Scully every day. Mm-hmm. She's still around, though. Yeah, she's still somewhere. She's, she's just dead, down the block. <laughs> I miss her. Ooh. Welcome to Cat Pod. Welcome to Cats the uh, Spirit. Cats the Cats sit. Uh, cats down forever on yeah. Broadway the Winter Garden. Oh, God, I love it so much. I love a jellical cat. What's your favorite tune in, in Cats the I've Musical? I've never seen it, dude. You Are know you I've never me? seen it. I don't I did know that. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh my god, yeah. man. Well, you know how much Tommy loves it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's my brother it's Tommy's beloved. favorite, I think even favorite like CD. I he was just very upset it. that we didn't get to go see it when it was back on Broadway last year. I know, year. I know. I know. Ugh. Tickets were a little exorbitant. <laughs> I know, but to the be cats honest. come into the audience. You know what? I bet it's on tour. 
the cats coming into the audience was what Tommy, when I was like, Tommy, let's get tickets. We can get balcony seats that aren't, aren't that bad. And he was like, no, no, you got to you gotta sit in the orchestra because yeah, the cats the come cats into the, the audience. audience. <laughs> they creep around and they look at you with oh, little eyes. Oh, God, it's so good. Danielle and I went to go see cats. Hey, Danielle. Not uh, the most recent no, no. tour. Okay. No, we were in like middle school. It was tra- transfixing. I really want to see it. And I also sang Memory at like no less than three <laughs> vocal comp, like spring recitals. I only know like one bar of that song and I just sang it. That was it. That part at the end that I always it's freaked so out. Yeah, that. Because there's a key change. Yeah, that's intense. Beautiful. I just remember like the those. same like two dads from this the vocal like the voice teacher I went to would always cry anytime <laughs> anyone sang. <laughs> they Ooh, really got loved some it. Deep memories buried in those songs. Mm-hmm. I've never seen yeah. Phantom of the Opera either. I haven't seen it. I don't really care to. Yeah. Most I mean, we do classics. love a Phantom, but I just well, don't of course. care. I know. Well. Is he really a phantom, or isn't he just a disfigured man? He's just a guy who, like, put acid on his face. I'm sure he didn't put acid on his face. (laughs) He was doing a peel. He was doing an AHA. Oh, yeah, he left it on too long, haven't we all? He fell asleep. Yeah. He woke up with too much exfoliation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, speaking of the Broadway and horrible face things, <laughs> I did once, like the day before a huge audition, oh, no. I did like a, a, a some kind of fruit enzyme peel and had a horrible allergic reaction oh, no. to it. And I had to just sit there for like hours with the ice packs on my face oh, that's being the like, worst. I got to wake up early, get into the city, audition for this thing. <sighs> I did not book it, Aww. but my face looked good. Have you ever over-exfoliated, like, physical over-exfoliation? And yeah. then you just look like you have a, a bunch of scabs all over your face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hate that. I'm going to do a, a quick uh, pre-pod tip. You all, don't manually exfoliate you your face. You can't stop me. I love doing it. That much? I love it. No. Yep. Especially with you and your sensitive skin. It feels so nice to get rid of all the fleeks. That's not what you're doing. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it because it's fun. No. It's fun for me. I hate it. I like it. Oh, no one do it. I also one time used a makeup remover for my eyes that I had a really bad allergic reaction to, but I used it right before bed, so I was asleep. I remember this Mm -hmm. happening to you. And when I woke up, my eyes were like swollen shut. Ugh. Gross. It's so easy. God, I love it. Yes, you should. A hundred percent. I watched Fantastic Beasts last night. How'd you like it? It was okay. It's okay. Did you, you saw it? Yeah. I was very sad. Spoiler alert for Fantastic Beasts. Um, that they actually went through with erasing that guy's memory. I know. It really bummed me out. It, he did not deserve that. No, if anything, and, he deserved to be like. I know. It's like part of the gang forever. I yeah. went online afterwards and was Googling, being like, please, somebody tell me there was a hint somewhere that he still remembers. Nothing. Mm-mm. It, it, I, like, I really liked the movie until that part, and then I was so sad that I was like, fuck this movie. I also, so there's going to be another one, so mm-hmm. maybe, like, I don't know, he'll get jolted back to reality. My so. main thing about hating it is that they cast Johnny Depp in this role yeah, fuck of Johnny the, Depp. that one guy. Yep. Fuck him. A lot just on the basis of he's a domestic abuser. Yep. But also, you can't just be Jack Sparrow in every single movie that you do from now until yeah. you die. Yeah, he's he no longer can act. He just no. is playing himself. Yeah. And also, like, it takes you out of the movie to see somebody where you're like, is that Johnny Depp? Yeah, and I'm like, bleach blonde no hair amount of like hair and, like, dye. Or haircut. Yeah, or blue contacts is yeah. going to convince me that I'm not watching like, Johnny just Depp. Just hire anybody else. I do need to admit real fast, though, that Johnny Depp was who I posted inside my locker during freshman sophomore year. Jo- you, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape era, Johnny obviously Depp. Obviously understandable, dude. Yeah, I was a child. I didn't understand. In seventh grade, I, I had Frankie Yunez. That's weird. Yeah, I guess that's weird. not that weird. I guess I was like, I want a boy my own age. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have always skewed a little older, I think. Yeah. And in this case, like, a lot older. Well, yeah. I mean, in high school, like, you know, you had Orlando Blooms. Johnny Depp was definitely one of those. I never know, liked Orlando whatever. Bloom because I thought he had a boy face. 
I don't like, like him. Give me a good old man face. Oh, you know what God. I mean? <laughs> no. Well, you know that I loved Lord of the Rings. So Yeah, you love it. Um, anyhow, what's going on, girl? Oh, well, we... Nothing. Nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going on. cat talk. Got some cat talk. Mm-hmm. My cat is here. He's on a diet. He's, He's being a fucking boy. hating his life right now. Just screaming at me and screaming at me to feed him more. But my vet you like shamed me very him. bad this week about how badly he needs to lose a little weight. Fat little cat. And I also, like, felt it in my core that she was telling me I also need to No, that. that is projection. But I'm going to do it with my blue well, in solidarity. Well, what a treat. Yeah. What a treat. I, too, will only eat half a can of cat food in the morning Oof. and then another half yeah, a can at night. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some movies coming up that I feel like we need to see. Oh, yeah. A um, Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. I really want to see Thoroughbreds. That it looks good. like preppy murder movie. Um, we still haven't seen The Strangers. Mm-hmm. There's also in the latest edition of Ghost Club uh, magazine, journal if you will, um, they advertised a movie called Ghost Stories, I think, mm. starring Martin Freeman. <gasps> what? I don't know if it's only getting released in like London or England because it's coming out in April. Oh, I love Martin Freeman. Yeah, and it's a it's a ghost movie. Oh, we should find a way to see that. We for gotta sure. see it. Yeah, um, I'm really excited wow. about it. I yeah, know. her Lots Red of- Sparrow was stupid. Yeah, I, I'm probably not gonna see that, yeah, but no, I do no, really want to see A Quiet Place. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some good stuff coming out. And I'm excited about all of it. I am, too. If you guys obviously have any recommendations for scary movies, old or new, crazy or funny, mm-hmm. let us know. Please. We always not. want to watch one. Uh, if anybody out there has a Shudder subscription mm-hmm. and you have any Shudder movies to recommend, I would really love that. I just watched a really scary movie on Netflix that I forgot about. Oh, was it Victoria? No. It was called Nails. Or Veronica. And it wasn't even good, but it scared me a lot. What was it? What's it about? It's like uh, this woman gets in a horrible accident and she's paralyzed, sort of, like from the neck down. Or she's having a lot of trouble regaining her, her strength. Uh-huh. And she also is, like, intubated, so she can't breathe on her own. Okay. Um... It's that thing, guys, of when you have, like, a hole in your throat and a giant, like, tube in it. So she starts getting, like, visited by this horrible entity, and they find out that it's this man that used to work at the hospital who they nicknamed Nails because they had always cut his nails so so, uh, short because he would pick at himself and, like, scratch himself. And also that he had Angel of Death, a bunch of kids. (gasps) No. At the hospital. Long story short, you find out that this woman who's at the hospital was also there for, like, meningitis when she was a kid and met Nails in the flesh. Does he remember her? Well, he's, like, dead. He's a, he, Oh, okay. This man who was Nails committed suicide, but he's haunting the place. And he committed suicide in, like, the closet of the room that she's in. Oh, it's just, like, no. so horrible. No, no, no. Anyway, I'm just going to spoil this movie. You can just <laughs> not listen if you don't want to. There's no... Nails wins. Nails wins. <gasps> really? Nails wins at the oh, end. I love that in a horror And movie. it really fucked me up. I love one Because I was, like, rooting for them. Like, they find out. Like, they obviously don't know all this. Yeah. They find out. They figure it out. They figure it out. They, like... Fix it all. They're like ready to go, and then like he fucking decimates oh them. Oh my all. god! Now I really want to watch it. Oh, I hate, it's so Ooh. scary to me. I think I mentioned Veronica before. Maybe remind me the the Spanish language movie mm-hmm. about a girl who does like a Ouija board stuff during an eclipse. Yes, it's scary. I do want to see that. There's also one. Pretty sure it's a French film. Mm-hmm. About a cannibal girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that movie. I've seen it. Yeah, I really want to see that. Oh, pa- so I wanted good. to watch it with Patrick, and he was like, "Ugh, French." No, <laughs> it's like, great. What are you doing? It was great. My favorite, my favorite scary movies are in um, another language that is not stupid mm-hmm. English. I know we've talked El about Orfanato. El Orfanato, and then the, the original. Yes. Let the, the right one in. Oh yeah, God, the original of that is so good. It's heartwarming. I will say, I prefer the remake of Funny Games to the original. I haven't seen either of those. They're good, only if you like Moira. 
Well. <laughs> and I do. Who don't? Murder and Naomi Watts. Oh. What a combo. God wow. love her. God Chef's love her. Chef's kiss to Naomi Watts. She's the best. God bless. Um, All right. Are you ready? I'm really ready, and I feel like you've got a fun one on deck for me. And I do. I I'm pretty wait. excited about it. I really can't wait. Um, hang on a second. I just need to... Once again, Steph has broken open her tome of Ghosts and Spirits by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Guys, I just gotta say, I was just trying to get to the spot I was trying to get to, and um, I stumbled across something called a spunky. Oh. And uh, in Scottish lore, it is a goblin or trickster. Oh, no. Similar to the Kelpie. The spunky, which resides in the Scottish lowlands, is a solitary evil spirit taking special pleasure in tricking travelers who've lost their way. Oh, He man. uses a light to lure his victims, intending to make them think it is a light in a window. No. That, yeah. That makes me sad. But also, you know, consider yourself lucky if you're just, you find yourself lost in the beautiful Scottish Highlands. Yeah, but then you'll follow this light until the spunky leads you off a cliff. Whatever. Whatever. It still sounds nice. I don't like this word spunky, though. I don't like that at all. Just, like, in general or as it relates to the Yeah, I don't like it generally, I think. Has anybody ever called you spunky? (sighs) Yes. That and I get a lot. Um, The thing that, like, uh, older men who don't like that I'm opinionated call me a firecracker. Ew. Yes. Makes me feel sick. I hate it. Also, this is disgusting, you know what? No. I'm not even going to say it on Tell the Tell me! This is like, something happened to me. I was doing a, um, a scene for like, earlier last week. Uh-huh. For something, and the woman's pregnant in it, and she didn't oh, that's know. Right. yeah. And a man came up to me after it and said, he was like, one of the guys watching, and he was like, well... Just un- unsolicited advice yeah. on something I'm working this on. This is a great thing to ask someone anytime. Being like, uh, oh, no, this is different. Oh, I, okay. I didn't tell you this. Someone also was like, are you pregnant in real life? That's what I told Robin, yeah. but that doesn't even bother me anymore. Um, not like it happens every day, but it, it just, <laughs> I was playing a pregnant person, so maybe they wanted to know. This man goes, you know, what would your character have felt like when she first got her period? Ew, what? And I was like, what are you talking, what? And he was like, show me that. What? As a way of commenting, like, on my work, I guess. And I was like, okay, I don't understand. And then he told me that because he was married to a woman, he knows what it's like and how traumatic it can be. love when a woke man says that. Yeah, and I also was like, uh... Thanks for your input and help, friend. Yeah, um... I don't think it's... Tra- I would never describe this as traumatic. It's always just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, just like, ugh. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> like, wow, you really have opened my eyes mm-hmm. to the struggle of the woman. It was the craziest thing to have this, like, 70-year-old man be like, I don't think you understand this yeah. character's Let menstrual cycle enough. about women and how they feel. It was... That's just so insane. <laughs> so, so crazy. Ugh, that's fucked. Anyway. Also, as another actor commenting on someone's work, they're rude anyway, but... Rude especially to be like, <sighs> let me let me pitch this to you. A gross situation that I've never experienced. Yes. And how you should feel and about how it. how you should respond to it. Yeah, and also, show me that. Yeah, show me that period, girl. Fuck that guy. Go eat your own dick. Yeah, go eat a period. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, hit me with it. This is the stone-throwing devil. Oh, fuck. It's a poltergeist. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. I love them. A quite unusual poltergeist that was said to be brought on by witchcraft. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. I will. I will. It occurred in the Great Island, New Hampshire, oh in the late 17th century, characterized by lithoboly. Or a mysterious hail of stones that pelted the victims. Okay. So I guess if you ever needed to know one word for, like, being, being pelted with pelted rocks with is lithopoly. Great. Many poltergeist cases include stone throwings and hail. In the 17th century, since such incidences were suspected of being caused by witchcraft or demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the stone-throwing devil occurred in 1682. Some details were recorded and published by an eyewitness, Richard Chamberlain, 
who was secretary of what was then the province of New Hampshire. Mm. So just the secretary of New Hampshire. Must be nice. Chamberlain witnessed disturbances while a guest at the home of the victim, George Walton. He was a wealthy landowner at the time. Chamberlain wrote a pamphlet, Lythabolia, or The Stone-Throwing Devil, etc. That's the whole name. <laughs> Published under his initials, R.C. Esquire. Which, like, nice. I'm sure he was like, mm, I don't want my full name on this, but <laughs> initials and then Esquire, Esquire should probably... It's a good gnome to plume. Yeah. Uh, published in in London in 1698. Uh, so an earlier secondhand account was published in 84 by American Puritan minister Increase Mather. His oh na- my God. first name is Increase. <gasps> I love crazy old colonial <laughs> names like that. Yeah. Increase. <laughs> Increase Mather. Um, in his book, An Essay for the Recording of Illustrious Providences. Sounds like a page turner. Wow, illustrious. Yeah, neither account they're saying is specific or clear at all, but this is what they gleaned. <laughs> Great. The exact start of the stone attack is not known, but lots of incidences were recorded between May and August of 1682 by Chamberlain and then also by this other guy, uh, Increase Mather. According to Chamberlain, one Sunday night in May at about 10, mm-hmm. Walton and his family and servants and guests were surprised by a great pounding of stones upon the roof and all sides of the house. Are they sure it was stones? Yeah, oh, yeah. Not yeah, hail? they are. Okay. They are, because guess what? Several of them ran outside, but they could see nothing despite the bright moonlight. Whoa. Walton found his fence gate torn off its hinges. He and the others were pelted by stones oh that rained God. down from the sky. Wow. They returned to the house where everyone was in panic because yeah. stones apparently were coming through the front door and dropping through the oh, ceiling. no, shut up. Yes, just through the ceiling. I like, through it. Some of them were as large as fists. Oof. So giant stones. Um, 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 um. The occupants immediately suspected a preternatural cause. Yeah. Though they withdrew from the outer room, stones continued to attack them. No. Stones also battered the windows from the inside, striking them so Holy hard that shit. holes were punched in the leading glass. Oh my god. I know. And um, also, the bars that covered the windows, like in old-timey homes, yeah. were bent. Oh my god. A real yeah. stone storm. The stones bounced back into the rooms that came out. Stones that were what? like going out came back into the house. Yes. Some of the stones seemed to fly out of the fire and were hot. Oh my god, that's fucking terrifying. Yes, and then more stones sent brass and pewter pots and candlesticks flying. So they would like, cling, cling. <gasps> yeah. For four hours, dude. I can't believe that nobody got like their teeth knocked out. Four hours of this. Yeah, how do they not get hurt really badly? Um, none of them were seriously attacked this time. Um, I mean, seriously injured, though they were furiously attacked. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, stones were raining down from the chimney itself. Jesus. The next day, servants discovered that household objects were missing. Some were found just outside in the yard and in odd other places, while some of them would mysteriously reappear by falling down the chimney. No. Or into rooms as though they dropped from the ceiling. That's so fucked. I hate that. Yeah. His fields, so Walton was a farmer or an agriculture man, were littered with stones, Mm -hmm. even though he would have gone to great lengths to rid his fields of stones. Suspicions about witchcraft were raised when the employee spotted a black cat in the orchard. (gasps) They shot it. Oh, no. Probably only worsening the curse. R.I.P. A veritable avalanche of stones flew about inside the house that very evening. Don't An shoot cats. An avalanche of stones. Yep. In addition, Zoe, listen to this, <gasps> a hand was no. seen thrusting out from the hall window. No one's in the hall that. at the time. Tossing more stones no. upon the porch. No, no, no. Which is crazy. I hate that. Yeah. <gasps> Little shrimp cocktail ham. Yes. This continued for weeks. And occasionally there would be a break of a day or two. Why didn't they leave? But then the stone attacks would take... I think, like, in that time... You can't just up and You leave. have a giant farm. You're a wealthy landowner. You have, like, acres and acres. Just, like, so much responsibility. You can't just move. Yeah, you're You need right. to, like, build your next house. You're right. Um, These attacks just got 
after the breaks, the stone attacks would resume with greater force and larger stones. Oh my god! Yes. Two stones weighing more than 30 pounds apiece struck the door of a guest room. Jeez. Walton's field hands also continued to be attacked by stones that rained down from the sky and then disappeared from the ground. What? Only to fall on them again. <gasps> like they're just going right through on a loop. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. One of the severest stone attacks occurred on Monday, June 28th, when stones fell on members of the household as they ate supper in the kitchen. No! The table was broken into pieces. <gasps> Holy shit. Chamberlain wrote, quote, Many stones, some great ones, came thick and threefold among us, and an old howling iron from a room hard by were such utensils lay. Then, as if I had been the designed object for that time, most of the stones that came, the smaller I mean, hit me. Sometimes pretty hard. (laughs) That's in parentheses. (laughs) To the number of above 20 near 30. And whether I moved, sit, or walked... I had them, and great ones sometimes light, light, lighting gently on me. <sighs> then was a room over the kitchen infested that had not been so before, and many stones greater than usual lumbering there over our heads, not only to ours, but to the great disturbance and affrightment of some children that lay there. Wow. Yes. Walton continued to work in the fields despite the stone attacks. Uh, on one day, he claimed to have been struck by more than 40 stones, and and in the end, his injuries because of this left him in chronic pain for the rest of his life. Oh, poor guy. Yes. In addition, he found corn mysteriously cut off the roots or uprooted. Oh, no. It's really rude. Oh, what a waste of corn. No one was ever seen having done this, except for the men who worked r- constantly reported hearing strange, quote, snorting and whistling while they worked. Ew, like a pig ghost. Yeah, or maybe just one guy who was like a snort whistler as he worked, like yeah, whistle like, while you work and snort. Yeah, I don't like it. That was my impression of whistling <laughs> and snorting. In other incidents, a maid was struck on the head by a falling porringer. Oh, girl. I don't know what a porringer is, but I hope it's for making porridge. It sounds metal. Yes, and then a bale of hay was found strewn about the grounds and tossed into the trees. Rude. Yeah. One night, stones and brick bats crashed through a window, toppled books off a case, and tore a foot-long hole in a picture. Oh, shit. I know. So, like, it's very shitty, you know? Yeah. No single member of the household seemed to be the focal point of the attack. So, like, with, um, what's that other good poltergeist? The, uh... Most of them have one person that they're kind of focusing on. Yeah. But not in this case. All were attacked. Yet most incidents seemed to occur when Walton himself was present. Mm. The governor of West Jersey and seven other individuals signed statements attesting to their witnessing all of this happening. So this was very legit. It seemed legit as fuck. Mm-hmm. Chamberlain, who most... And he's the, he's the secretary of New Hampshire. <laughs> um, he was most probably... He was a skeptic up until this point. Mm-hmm. Seemed convinced that these terrifying events were witchcraft. He wrote that the incident, quote, has confirmed myself and others in the opinion that there are such things as witches and the effects of witchcraft or at least the mischievous actions of evil spirits, which some of us do little give credit to, as in this case of witches, utterly rejecting both their operations and their beings. So Mather, Increase Mather, also took the case as an example of formidable and diabolical powers of witches. Gotta say, they're wrong. I don't think a witch would do this. No, this is a waste of a witch's time. It 100% is. Mm-hmm. They blamed Walton's elderly uh, neighbor, this elderly woman. Come on. That's Suspected mean. of being a witch. It is really mean. She and Walton were involved in a land dispute. And they both claimed ownership of it, but Walton's successful, rich, powerful, and he secured it. And the angry woman was overheard remarking that Walton would never, quote, quietly enjoy that piece of ground. I mean, look, I would love for her to be the cause of his suffering, but she's probably just a, an old lady who yeah. doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. I would agree. In August 1982, Walton decided to fight witchcraft with witchcraft. Oh, wow. Now, this is my favorite part. With the help of someone knowledgeable about witchcraft... Jury's out on this based on what they're told him what they told him to do. Mm-hmm. He attempted to cast a spell to undo the curse and punish his neighbor. 
This effort consisted of boiling a pot of urine Ew. and crooked pins okay. on the fire. But before the urine could boil, a stone fell into it and spilled it. Ha ha! Fuck you! Which is really funny. Disgusting. Like, oh, God, man, we just been collecting all this urine, yeah. and it's taken us weeks and weeks, and we ruined a bunch of pins Sploosh. that we use on a regular basis. Hot so pee everywhere. And then it's all over your house. Yep. I lost my spot. So oh, sorry. the Waltons refilled the pot with more urine. Ooh. Ew. And crooked pins. Guess what happened? Did it happen again? Yes, another stone <laughs> fell into the pot and spilled the contents <laughs> yet again. Put a top on that. Yep. Then the handles fell off the pot and the pot split into pieces. Good. The Waltons gave up. Good. After that. I hope they did. Meanwhile, the hail of stones continued, destroying Walton's fences, smashing his farm tools. He lodged a complaint with the Council of Portsmouth, which summoned both him and the neighbor for interrogation. Ooh. Poor woman, she has nothing to do with yeah, it. she's like, I didn't make you boil pee. Hey, guess what? En route to the appointment, Walton was struck by three <gasps> fist-sized stones. He showed a head wound to the president of the council. You know what? I don't believe him. Mm, I don't believe him. The outcome is not recorded. No one knows what, what happened. <laughs> yep. And at some point after the council became involved, it apparently stopped. Oh, the fate of the great. disputed land is not known. However, Walton's health was in ruin. He was a fucking mess. Probably from breathing in vaporized pee. Well, yeah, and like chronically getting pelted by stones for weeks and weeks Who's on end. Who's to say he wasn't throwing them in the air himself? That's true. It's hard to, to speculate about what could have caused the stone-throwing devil, as mm-hmm. they came to describe it as. Yeah. Fraud on the part of Walton is unlikely. So him just being like, oh, oh, the stone constantly like, upon know. him. Due to the great amount of suffering and personal injury inflicted upon him and members of his family and his workers. Still, he could have Munchausen. It's true. Walton may have been an un- unwitting agent, perhaps... Due to his the stressful dispute with his neighbor, mm-hmm. um, so because he was so stressed out about the dispute, he mm-hmm. may have been hurting himself. They're saying, but it doesn't truly track. Okay. Yeah, or the stress itself could have been doing it to him, but it doesn't. Just, it doesn't explain the, stress, the rest like, of it. Manifested as yeah. Mm-hmm. And typically, if someone's going to do something like that. It's going to be a younger person, they're saying, mm-hmm. and he was old. Yeah. Witchcraft cannot be ruled out, but it's impossible to prove. In the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft and Demonology, 1959, we should probably find that because this is the Encyclopedia of Ghosts and Spirits, not Witchcraft and Demonology. Mm-hmm. Author Russell Hope Robbins opined that the stones were thrown by persons who opposed Chamberlain the Secretary of New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Whose administration was unpopular after two years in office. But people think this is also unlikely. In his account, Chamberlain repeatedly stated that no sources of the attacks were visible at all. So no people were anywhere throwing these stones. Furthermore, it's not likely that Chamberlain would have remained a guest in a house under attack by his own critics. That's true. So they have no fucking clue how this ended. What caused it? They just know that this guy had stones falling from his ceiling, falling in his fields, disappearing, continuing to fall all over the place, getting struck 40 times a day by fist-sized stones until he was in chronic pain, suffering constantly. And they would just rain from wherever? Yeah. Like, within the house? Yes. Ooh. Or That's smash terrible. through the window and then splash, smash back out the window and then smash back into the window. Just like a bouncy ball, but yes. a rock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a fucking nightmare. Where Where in England was that? No, New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. That's right. You said that. Anyway, yeah. It's a fun one, right? Wow. That's really scary. And I mean... Can you imagine filling a pot with pee once? You filling fool. a pot with pee again. Then filling a pot with pee a third time. Also, the amount of meals you need to ruin. Just, just bend 
in a bunch of needles, and, you know, they used those back well, then. Also, it's not easy to fill a pot with pee. I don't no. think I could do it in a day. No, I mean, you'd have to get everyone in your family. It'd be like a, a pea stew of everybody's pee. Like three thrice. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be slamming water. I just see Walton's wife being like, I'm not I'm doing like, this I again. This is the last time. Anymore. I'm not cleaning up our piss from the floor yet another time. Mm-hmm. I would rather be pelted with stones for yeah. eternity. The house smells like hot pee. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Ugh. Ho- Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. Disgusting. And then it, it didn't even work. I it's mean, so colonial times were a fucking nightmare yeah. anyway. True. Woo. Okay. Tell me a tale. So today, I'm going to be telling you about the Juboko, or what? Tree of Blood. Um, what? Da-da-da. It's a tree in our old favorite, Japanese folklore. Nice. It appears in many books related to Japanese ghosts and your friends, the yokai. I love them. According to folklore, it appears in former battlefields where many people have died. Oh, kind of like a thought form? Yeah, exactly. The thing we found out about? Mm-hmm. Um, its appearance does not differ that much from an ordinary tree. Oh, no. So picture it. You're in Gettysburg. Any of those trees could be a tree of blood. Oh, a no. There's so many. There's just so that you know. Every single woods is a battlefield in New England. That's, yeah, that's Like, true. there's so many places that I don't even realize yeah. was fighting. Oh, yeah. Anywhere, I would say any tree in New York or Connecticut. Could be a blood tree. Could be a blood tree. Yeah. And you won't know until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, since it becomes a yokai tree by sucking up large quantities of blood from the dead, it Oof. lives on human blood. Oh, my God. It's a vampire tree. Yep. Oh, my God. When a human okay. happens to pass by, get ready for this dude. <laughs> it supposedly captures the victim and changes its branches into the shape of a tube Ooh. and sucks the blood out of the victim. So the branches oh, become my like God, a straw. Like a straw to suck that blood. Oh no. Like the tree is a skeeter and like that's a, its beak or like whatever. A needle. Yeah. And just sucking it up. Sucks that blood out. Imagine that's, a tree just that's awesome. tubing up on you. Um, a juboko that sucks life out of human beings in such a way is said to always maintain a fresh appearance. So it keeps it looking right. young, just like a, your classic vampire. Okay, so like, does that mean that seasonally it won't change? Is that a good way to tell oh, if it's a blood tree? That's probably, uh, yeah, probably if it's one that feeds successfully. Okay, okay. So stay away from those evergreen trees. Yeah, or if something's a little late to turn in the mm-hmm. fall, guess what? Cutting that's it down. a blood tree. When a juboko is cut, blood trickles out. Oh, another good way to know. But it can heal itself incredibly fast. So if you oh, go no. and, and hit the tree and it bleeds, even if you're like, hey, come over here, by the time I get there, it'll look fine. I will. I do think, though, if you're going to picnic under a tree, yeah. just give it a little tick first. Give see it if little. it bleeds blood. Yeah. And if not, you're, you're good you're to fine. go. Uh, also, try and, try and go under a dead tree if you can. Even better. Um... So, it's said that the Juboko branch can also heal or purify somebody who's been injured, even if it's not external injuries. I don't understand. Doesn't it also want to kill that person, though? It does, but I think that, like, if a branch falls off of it, if you, like, wave it over someone, it will heal them. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So That's, like, how I feel like... It's like a magic wand. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, a magic wand made out of blood tree. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I love it. So the way I heard about this tree was, so for work, I have to just like be, you know, both of us have to just be emailing people all day. And it somehow came up with somebody who I was emailing for work, just like a random person who I've never met. Um, and he sent me, a bunch of info about the Juboko. Oh, my God. And... Does he want to be an intern? I know. <laughs> Send a bunch of info to us? It was a few months ago, but he wrote me a couple fun little things about a Juboko. I might be overlapping with the info I already gave you. Sorry. I'm it's just okay. going to read it anyway. So this is just directly from an email from a guy I've never met whose name I forget. Cool. At work. 
Um, about Juboko, I heard of this legend a few years ago when I was in Japan. My girlfriend didn't want me to touch a tree with a strange shape on the trunk. Whoa. She was very serious about it, saying to me that spirits could be trapped in there. She was really freaking out, so of course, I had to touch it. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese are sensitive to nature and believe basically everything around us has a spiritual life and everything can be a spirit, good, bad, or malicious. As we've said before. Yep. Anything can be a ghost. Anything could be a ghost. And you know what? It is. Everything is. Anything can and is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Can and is. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I haven't had any coffee today. It's fine. That's why my brain's offline. Um, more than a legend, Juboko or the vampire tree would have quite its place in Japanese folklore. The demon tree is mentioned in some books dealing with the subject of yokai, but its origins remain unclear and uncertain. Uh, It's often mentioned as appearing on old battlefields where a large number of people would have died brutally. Honestly, This really does feel to me like, because we went over with the yokai, the forms they can take, and like the sub-form. It feels to me like a combination of the like miscellaneous section yeah, it's and gotta be in there. a thought form. So in the way that like this energy plus how it manifests yeah. in this idea in Japanese culture, yeah, creates these blood trees. Totally, and I uh, love this. I mean, let me also just say, I it rem- it makes me picture first of all cherry blossoms. You because- love that. Uh, not only are they like a very popular tree in Japan, but they yes. also have that that pink blood tint to them. Yeah, and kind of like a gnarled uh, branch mm-hmm. type of way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big, like, gnarled roots and everything. Beautiful. Um, but it makes me think a lot about, like, New England must be fucking... I, most of the U.S. must be covered in these trees. It's gotta be just every tree just is a blood like, tree. if you had a blood tree for every massacre that happened here, like, there would be no more free land. It would just I know. be all blood trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would seem that the roots of the trees, being continually soaked in the blood of the martyrs, cool. would have carried the fluid through the trees to create its monstrous being. That sentence confuses me a little. It's fine. It's fine. So the Juboko is a tree of classic appearance. Nevertheless, it has the peculiarity to feed on the blood of men. Oof. This is an email somebody wrote to me to my work email. This is his his you. actual words. We'll never know if he wasn't sourcing his materials. I know. I, there's no way of knowing. When a human comes within reach, he has he being the tree has the ability to transform his branches into a long, penetrating tube that he plants in his victim to suck his hemoglobin. I really don't like that it's a he, but I do appreciate that use of the word hemoglobin. I mean, like, yeah. The thing is, it'll also strike so fast. It's like a snake. It'll just shoot a tube into you. In so absorbing in absorbing the life, it is fortified and always, in fact, a green and perfect aspect. I, it is possible this man might have translated from a foreign language thing. Perhaps, but who reminds knows? me of also um, Bathory, whatever that. Oh, Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, who was who bathed in blood? That mm-hmm. it, you get got to stay looking you. young and fresh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. If there is a tree that looks extraordinarily healthy in the middle of winter, don't go near it. Okay, good to know. If you cut a branch, you can see the vital liquid that flows from its cut. Oh, yeah. Its branches also have the miraculous power to heal wounds. It takes a keen eye to recognize the juboko because of its banal appearance in in a very and very good camouflage. So I guess it just pretends to be a regular tree pretty good. Yeah. When we approach him, we notice in the first place bones at the feet of his roots. So it can't be that good at camouflaging. No. I, you know, is it eating the people or is it just eating that blood? Oh, okay. Because after emptying his prey, Uh, he leaves the bodies to the care of other predators. Sure. He drinks that blood and then is like, all right, whatever raccoons are around. birds, sure. Um, But at that moment, it is usually already too late. To run, the trap of the vampire tree has already closed. Oh my god. So by the time you realize you're in front of the tree, it's too late. You can't run. It will tube you up and suck that blood. Whoa. Yeah. And that is the Juboko 
vampire wow that's really cool and you know i love a tree i love all plants of all of all sorts Mm -hmm. but sometimes i do look at a bunch of them and i'm like oh you're just on the face of the earth looking like really gross like hands what and you scare me you don't ever get like secret like if you look at a tree too long you don't get like a little bit scared about the ideas of trees just me um no i mean sometimes i get creeped out by certain shapes of trees maybe that's what i'm trying to say like the gnarledness of them makes me anxious it also reminds me of a film that we've watched together which is sleepy hollow which is mm-hmm. full of blood and that tree is a, a blood tree if yeah, ever i saw blood one tree up and down top Ooh, to bottom. man mm-hmm. it has blood pouring out of it yeah and heads at that yeah um, when we were little, when we were hiking, my dad would tell us if there was any like knots or knolls on a tree, he would tell us that it was a druid sleeping. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. How? Like curled up in the tree inside yeah. the tree? No, that like any kind of like, because sometimes in the town oh, forest, the tree be, itself like, was a druid sleeping? No, that like a, a giant knot. No, I know what you're mean. Would be like, yeah, would be like uh, a, a druid would have like made himself into that little section of the tree and like attached to the tree and slept like that a way. bump on a log. Mm-hmm. Wow, your dad has a lot of ideas. He told us a lot of stuff that scared us and probably shouldn't have told us. <laughs> Incredible. But uh, you know, I'm obsessed with druids, so of course, really got me going. Oh my god, your yard. What if? What I wouldn't give to find our Druid documentary. Oh, yeah. That's Ugh. that's good. Lost to the ages. It really is. It was recorded on, like, I don't a handheld, know. like, actual, like, a, we were like making film, it on, like, a film. tiny cassette yeah. film thing. Must have oh, been, like, man. 2003? We tried to make a mockumentary about Druid hunters. Mm-hmm. And, um... I, from what I remember, it was good. We were hilarious. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I think it was, it was like good. 2003. Yeah, it and definitely we just, like, was. Barely dressed up. It was we right around. It was right around when I was writing Chronicles, <laughs> my my uh, creative writing manifesto, <laughs> and uh, I just remember doing a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And the main character living in a garage, yep. my garage, Druids. and then you filming me going around my garage and coming up yes. on the spot with different things that the things I was finding were like, oh, so this is funny. a, you shove it in and it's a heart keeper. It takes the heart right out of the Druid. Just random <laughs> shit. Because in your yard, there are like the circle of trees yeah. and then like a couple of stone benches and then like a little creek. Yeah. Like it's a very Druid friendly yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh god i what i wouldn't give to be able to find that i distinctly remember like tucking in a shirt and then hiking up a pants all the way up to right i also remember cage. you like wrapped a scarf around like a <laughs> yeah. hood yeah wearing goggles and then we just put the on like funny glasses lipstick. yeah yeah oh Oof. just Acting. like all the best comedic things to do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Ugh. I've yet, really tried to find that. Our DVDs of Grease and I Peter Pan from forced. high school. I need to be a little drunk. I, I I think. How about are you going home for Easter? Sure am. Let's do it. Let's watch it next week when we're home for Easter. Is this going to come out after Easter? Yeah. No, it's coming out on Wednesday. Oh no, you're right. Next Wednesday. Yeah, we're doing this one aheadsies, everyone. Happy Happy Easter. Back in time. time. And I will say happy birthday to my mom. Yep. I love you. I do love you. Oh, so what's your tip? Oh my god. What is my tip? I mean, closely inspect a tree. Mm-hmm. If it shows any signs that it's full of blood, um, maybe just get out of there. Yeah. Or if it's too late and it's got a tube in you, I mean, do I what you, you can. you still fight it. Do what you can to get that tube out of you. Yeah, you got it's it. It's also like, is the tube... <sighs> this is a gross cue, but... So they just put that tube anywhere? They just plunge in anywhere? Does it go right to your heart? In Does it go up your butt? I feel like it's not going to, like, woo-woo, like, go for an orifice. It's I don't know like why I said that. you wherever. Wee-woo-woo. I don't know why that's the sound of going for an orifice. <laughs> I think it just, like, it like, like a needle would just get you, and then it slurps you up. Ugh. 
Like well, those idiots who put straws in an, in an orange and then expect the orange to just... Do people do that? Yeah. I've, I've seen people walk around with a straw that they just poke into an orange, and I'm like, that's not how oranges You're work. you just thinking of the cover of, like, a Tropicana box? No. Well, I've seen people do this. If you have a tube in you, you know, try and get a friend or family member to help you remove it. And if they can't, I guess just, like, keep a knife on you so you can cut through it, maybe? Good idea. Um, try and just, like, get out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you can also avoid this entirely by just staying away from trees. Yeah. But That's a good tip, yeah. Except for dead trees. They're your friends. Sure. And um, to piggyback on that, I would say... You know, if you're into weird stuff, why not share it with whatever customer you're emailing with because they might have a spooky tale to tell you. Yeah, you should just be honest mm-hmm. about just how be weird you are. About the stuff you like all the time. Yeah. yeah. What about mm-hmm. you? You got a tip? Yeah, I feel like. Uh, ooh, I just had it and then I lost it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So my tip is if um, if you come across somebody who claims to be a practitioner of, of witchcraft and magics, and they tell you to fill a pot full of urine, you got you to gotta find another specialist they're because cranking you. that person doesn't know what they're doing. And furthermore, if it fails three times and then the, the receptacle you're using smashes to the ground, you you got to just stop what you're doing. You got to stop. It's, it's not the right way. But it's I'm not glad the right you're way. hydrated enough to... Yeah. Make that much pee. That's true. That's true. Good job on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's 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 my tip. Don't, uh, if, if, if it requires pee, you just got to <laughs> let it be. Let it be. <laughs> Say no. If it requires pee. Give it a second thought. Yeah. And uh, if it, you know. Maybe I go think to your town secretary or whatever closer. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as the stones yeah. begin. Anyway, guys, please email us. Mm-hmm. That's email the Spirit us. Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, you can tweet us at Spirit Pod. Follow us on Instagram at That's the Spirit Podcast. And you can start checking out our website that's almost finished. That's yeah, the Spirit it Podcast be up at G- uh, No, that's SpiritPodcast.com. Yeah. Yep, check it out. Got some fun stuff there. What is that spirit podcast at gmail.com was all words. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the website. Yeah. There was lost in translation. It's yeah. fine. We're making it work. Um, also, if you're in New York on April 9th, we would yeah. love to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, come to Caveat to see us speak with Madame Morbid's trolley tours. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, we're going to get all gussied up. Yep. And uh, it's going to be a treat. Mm-hmm. We will see you there, and we will see you in hell. Yes, both of those, and we love you. We love you very much. Bye. Goodbye.